Hey team, I want you to meet Arthur Castillo, Senior Manager of Field Marketing and Community at Chili Piper and co-founder of Revenue Era. But first, here's what Carl Ferreira told us about Arthur. Arthur Castillo uh, over at Chili Piper. They're a great team, we're a customer, and Arthur is a dear friend. And he just has such a unique perspective. He actually comes from sales and now is in marketing. So he's a fantastic resource. He really understands the entire revenue org, the entire customer journey, and is a big, big resource there for thinking innovatively about how those two teams can work together. Arthur. What are three ways your team converts your market into revenue? Yeah, so the first one, um, inbound for sure. We are, marketing is responsible for driving, I think over 60% of our pipeline or, or more than that, and that's through inbound. And part of how we do that is we get our highest intent leads to book a meeting right there. So instead of focusing on the, the classic speed to leads, let's get in touch with them in under five minutes, Although I think that's important, I don't think a lot of people are thinking about speed to meeting booked or speed to first meeting booked. And we make that happen within minutes. So it really helps um, capture a lot of those high intent buyers. And for those of you that may, may not know in B2B tech, only less than 40% of those demo requests make it to first meeting. So you're leaking out 50 to 60% of your inbound pipeline. And we last I checked had an 83% show rate to first meeting. So pretty high there. Next, I would say our outbound model. So I think our SDRs do an incredible job at multi-channel, specifically mostly on email and LinkedIn. Um, we get praise every day from the outreach that they send, as well as some people trying to coach our SDRs. Uh, that was a good sign there. So I think the difference in what they do there, it's not necessarily as personalized as maybe some people think, but it's very contextual to how they do their job and highlighting, hey, are you going through these challenges? If so, this is how a customer in your space solved it. So very contextual to the specific person they're targeting. And then lastly, I said, we turn Chili Piper champions into raving fans. So we're highly active and engaged on our social um, networks, specifically LinkedIn. We're always trying to give shout outs to champions. And one of the things that I thought was really cool, uh, we did a thought leader series recently on marketing leaders. And the prize for that was a trip for two to anywhere in the world. So that's been really cool. They obviously enjoy that. And we, we've used a lot of like these distribution network effects of our Chile champions. And we've noticed that when these referrals come through, they're closing at the highest rates, much higher than inbound or outbound. So I'd say those three uh, are inbound motion or outbound motion, as well as turning Chile champions into raving fans. What are three hard problems that you recently overcame? Yeah, I think, um, I know we had talked a little bit about this, but I guess I am a sales rep that broke into marketing. Um, it kind of happened by chance, but what I've noticed is that since I've been a little bit more vocal about this, I've actually had quite a few sales reps reach out to me and say, hey, your article really resonated with me about breaking into marketing. I'm trying to find my footing here in sales, but I think maybe I'm, I'm a creative and I'm better... Uh, better equipped to, to be in marketing. So that's been pretty cool. And I've been trying to share a lot of how I've done that. I have wrote an article on my LinkedIn. So feel free to check it out to any of those creative sales reps looking to potentially break into marketing. And then sticking with that theme, I will say project management um, is an ongoing problem that, uh, that I'm trying to overcome. I didn't really have to manage a lot of projects as a sales rep. And now coming into marketing, it's like... 
you have to work with content marketing or product marketing, all of these different marketing operations to make sure that you're able to, to get things through. So that's been um, a, a change, but I've, I also noticed that this was part of my skill set that maybe I was a little too afraid of or didn't see a fit for it. And now that I'm doing it, I can see how it would actually be super useful for really anybody, sales reps, marketers, anybody um, to, to have a better understanding of project management. And then the last thing I'll say is saying no to people. I'm still pretty guilty of not doing this, but I've noticed um, as I'm becoming maybe more of a public figure here at Chili Piper, I, I try and think of myself as a brand advocate. Um, a lot of people would approach me before in terms of trying to apply for a role or maybe trying to pick my brain about something. And as much as I want to do that, I... I'm getting more and more responsibilities. And if I say yes to something, it means I'm saying no to something else. So I've really had to push back a little bit. One tip I have for that, something I've been doing is saying, hey, I can't wait right now. Um, I get quite a few of these calls every week or these asks every week, but let me know maybe what's top of mind or what position you're interested in. And I'll create like a, a five-minute video trying to answer their calls and send it to them. It's much more effective for me than actually popping on a call with them and spending 20, 30, 40 minutes discussing things that are top of mind for them. So I guess those are the, the three problems I recently overcame. What are three roadblocks that you're working on now? Um, so this one, it's funny. Uh, I put attribution model. We are last touch attribution, but we are starting to shift that. And that was a little bit of a roadblock for us here in the field marketing and community because it's not as direct response as maybe demand gen or outbound sales. So just because they attended an event doesn't necessarily mean they're ready to go right after. And because we're last touch attribution, a lot of what I'm pumped up is kind of those qualified held meetings coming through events. So we are starting to change that more to an engagement model and getting all revenue departments going after engaged accounts. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, coming into marketing, I'm actually a first time manager. So I put scaling the team and delegating. I think being a new manager, I, I recognize where my strengths are. And sometimes I want to hold on to certain things, but at the same time, having these priorities, I do have to delegate certain things that maybe in the past I would have wanted to, 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 to do. And with that understanding how I want to scale my team here at, uh, at Chili Pipe on the field marketing side, um, another roadblock. I think it's funny. What probably got me into LinkedIn or sorry, into marketing was my LinkedIn presence. And I feel like I haven't been putting as much time into that. Um, so trying to find the balance between executing on my job and my responsibilities while still staying top of mind and having that LinkedIn presence uh, has been a, a little bit of a roadblock here. What are three mental models that you use to do your best work? Yes. So three mental models. The first one, I don't know if this is how it's labeled. Uh, I just put it high leverage principles. So I was taught this by my manager, Dan, um, as I moved into marketing. So he, to try and explain it, um, a high leverage activity is maybe something that you create once a system or a process and that you can reuse it so you're not starting from scratch. Whereas a low leverage uh, activity would be, I'm doing it once, I'm having to recreate it from scratch. I'm really not building any systems or processes. So it's helped me understand how do I create this so I'm more scalable and how do I do things maybe once or twice and it serves me for a longer amount of time. Um, the second one, I'll say touch it once. And this is for focus, get your mind out of the gutter. 
to all your listeners. Um, <laughs> I, I heard this from a book called Getting Things Done as well as other productivity books. And the concept is if you are getting ready to, let's say, tackle a task, make sure that you have the time ready for that. So email is a huge one, right? If I'm going to open my email, it's not to scroll through and see what messages I have. It's either to maybe delegate, maybe defer to a later time and say, okay, this one's going to take a longer time. And if it's less than two minutes and I can respond right then and there, that's only when I'm opening email. So I'm not constantly being bombarded, making sure that if I'm opening up any of these tasks, I stay focused and I touch it once. And then lastly, um, third mental model. I was going to say, I don't know if this is necessarily a mental model, but I try and stay, how do I say it? I keep my brain activity as fresh as possible. So I know even if for the trained uh, professional, you can only stay focused 90 minutes at a time. So instead, what I try and do is find times in my day to do activities that I know bring energy back into my life, whether that's taking a quick walk outside, getting some fresh air. I found meditating super helpful. A quick 10 minute meditation in the afternoon in particular has really helped me get that extra boost. Um, I've been trying to get off the coffee there. So I think in terms of productivity, how do I look at my day and have these built-in breaks that I know give me energy versus bring energy? What are three techniques that other GTM teams need to try? The first one that uh, came to mind for this and something we've been really experimenting recently is direct mail, but with a QR code attached. So I think direct mail is great. There's a lot of um, awesome vendors out there, but in terms of buyer journey, I'm always thinking about how we remove friction and make it easy for them to engage. And I think this QR code is really going to be that point of conversion where, wow, thanks for sending me something. If I scan this here, it's an easy direct path to for us, we either send them a quick video with a link to our Chili Piper booking links or a direct link and, and saying, hey, we'd love to discuss a little bit more. So that's been something really cool. We've already seen um, around 80% plus engagement for anything we send out with a QR code and much higher click-through rate than anything we've done in, in LinkedIn email. So that was pretty cool. I definitely encourage people to look at that. Um, another one that I put here is to bypass the SDR qualification. I think we are still looking at buyers probably where they were 10, 20 years ago in that now they're much more educated than they ever were. They have access to peers, communities, LinkedIn, where I can message you directly and say, hey, how are you solving this challenge? Yet we're still treating them as if they're starting from scratch. So we need to meet them where they are at in their journey. And oftentimes it's this SDR qualification call um, with people trying to prioritize speed to lead that actually hurts the customer journey. And they say, seriously, you're going to ask me questions of if I have budget, authority, timeline, when I'm so much further down the funnel, it actually harms your, your inbound process. So I think once you have a good understanding of your ICP, firmographics, title, um, there's ways in which you can bypass that SDR qualification, get it routed straight to an AE. And we've seen win rates increase up to three times doing that. Maybe for the edge cases, you can still write into an SDR, help them understand. But I think bypassing that SDR qualification is huge. And then maybe on, uh, to, to tag on to that one, I think not qualifying, this is a tough one because I think when it comes to qualification, we always talk about where they're at today, but we never ask about where they're trying to get to. I can't tell you the amount of times where even SDRs have approached me 
and they said that the qualification doesn't really meet, um, meet what we're looking for, but are you, it sounds like they're pretty interested in setting up a call. Are you interested? Sure, I'll take the call. And then two weeks later, I figure out they're raising their Series A. So they're not qualified now, but two weeks later they are. Silly process. Let's talk to them about where they're trying to get to. Um, another thing on that is sometimes we are too obsessed with our ICP. And I heard uh, Fred Handy talk about this, where he looked at the ICP qualifications for previous year's closed one revenue for a client of his. And he found that 60% of their closed one revenue technically would have been disqualified because it didn't meet their ICP qualifications. So a lot of the time, again, let's ask about where they're trying to get to or maybe what they've tried to do prior to reaching out to us. Because often it could just be a simple switch or a tiny little product feature that can expand an entire new industry and tank for us. Yet we're, again, just qualifying them. So let's talk to those people, understand not necessarily where they're at today, but where they're trying to get to. Who are three operators that should be our next guests and why? Yes. So um, the first one that I thought of, Alexine Boudoir, she's one of the most talented sales reps I've had the pleasure of knowing. I'm pretty sure she gets 300% quota every year. And it's partly due to her writing a 50-page business plan every year on how she's going to hit, uh, hit her metrics and back into her goal. Another one that comes to mind, Jacob Rubberwold from Clue. He's new to the software SaaS space, and he's absolutely crushing it as an AE. I think he's a very unique content creator, and he understands how to stand up from the crowd, but also have buying conversations that engage his prospects, which, by the way, are product marketers that he's never been a product marketer. So I think he's he's really changing the game from that perspective. Um, and then third, but definitely not not last, not last but not least, Jed Marley. Um, I, I truly believe this guy's going to be a CRO. He's changing the the way people approach business development. He runs um, global business development for PandaDoc. And some of his tips I've read, I've never seen anywhere else. I think he's really a practitioner. So he's not just talking about things from, from his mind. He's executing in the field and then sharing what's working. So those are, those are three people that come to mind that I think would be awesome uh, go-to-market operators. Wow. Thank you, Arthur. Yeah, of course. Hey team, what did you think about this? I think that you need to put Arthur Castillo on your GTM talent watch list. If you can't recruit him, you could try to join Arthur's team over at Chili Piper, or you could try to join mine at Monograph. We're both hiring. Oh, by the way, have we met yet? I'm Chris Morgan, host of the Market to Revenue podcast. Shoot me an email right now about what you thought about this episode. It's chris at markettorevenue.com. Talk to you in a moment.